0: From the Truman State University Index, my name is Ryan Pavoni, and this is Dry Ink. Today, we're talking to Assistant News Editor Anakin Bush about his latest story on next semester's closures to some on-campus living areas. It's Thursday, January 28th. What's the latest on your res life story?
1: Um, yeah, so next fall, there's gonna be a lot of closures and partial closures of res halls on campus. Um, so next, starting next fall, Centennial Hall, floors three through five will be closed, Dobson Hall, two through five, Missouri Hall, three through five, and West Campus, fourth floor will all be closed next fall semester like completely oh wow um and then next semester dobson first floor will still be open but that'll still be reserved for pet housing and first floor of missouri hall will be only for students in the living learning community Mm. gotcha Um, and then on top of that randolph apartments will be permanently decommissioned um and this is kind of different than all the other closures because this one has been playing for a while and was announced, I think last fall. Um, and it's mostly just due to that building. It's just been around so long that it's kind of reached the end of its usefulness. So they're just going to recommission that.
0: Gotcha. And so what exactly does that leave left?
1: B B is untouched. So all three of that will be open. Um, all of Ryle will be open. Missouri first two floors, Centennial first two floors and the first three floors of West will
0: all be open. Gotcha. And Campbell Apartments, too, is not being messed with. Okay. Um, and so, what does it mean to permanently decommission Randolph Apartments? What does that look uh, like? It pretty that...
1: much just means that it's no longer going to be available for students to live in. I don't know if the building is going to actually be torn down or if it's just going to be used for a different purpose. Um, but you know that students will no longer be able to live there just due to its age and all of those factors.
0: Gotcha. And so, why is this happening exactly? um and how did they make the the decision to close those specific floors as opposed to others
1: yeah there's there's a couple of big factors to like determine this. Probably the biggest one is the overall occupancy projections for next semester so these are based on previous semesters where students have picked and what has gone first for housing it's also based on current selections because the housing process i think is open now Hmm. um so residence life will just look at that and determine what is being picked first because they'll mark that as the highest priority and the ones that don't get picked or is picked very little will be the lower priority And if it's just like there's no one really picking it, then it's just easier for them to close it to save the money. Mm -hmm. Because the main cost that's being saved here is uh, like daily operational costs. So obviously, if you close a floor, that cost goes down. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the big example of that is Missouri Hall, their specific type of HVACs in their room are for some reason higher daily operational costs than other ones. So that's the reason that a lot of Missouri Hall is closing down.
0: Gotcha. What are some of, some of those other operational costs? I know your story mentions um, uh, housekeeping. for So yeah,
1: the, like housekeeping staff. Mm-hmm. So halls that have um, community style bathrooms obviously have a lot higher cost for house cleaning considering they have to clean that, not the students. So it's a lot cheaper for bathrooms that students clean because that's easier on the housekeeping staff. Um, That's another big factor.
0: And were there any other um, factors in that decision-making besides kind of the falling enrollment and costs?
1: Um, Not really. Those are really the biggest ones, kind of the priority of what students want and the priority of, like, operational costs, kind of finding that balance overall.
0: Gotcha. And so enrollment has been on a negative trend for the past couple years at Truman. Would you say it's safe to say that Res Life is kind of experiencing those effects?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially because the closures aren't really anything new because this year there's already some closures with, like, Dobson, Only Mm -hmm. first floor being open. Um, So, yeah, I don't think Residence Life is, like, new to any of these closures or feeling the effects from uh, enrollment being down.
0: Gotcha. So, does this save the university? How much does it save the university?
1: Um, I couldn't find an exact answer on that. So, I talked to Dave Rector. He said that he's not exactly sure because they're just now starting discussions for next semester on like overall budgets Mm -hmm. Um, and it seems that it really varies depending on a lot of things Um, so from the way I understood it the the res life budget is like different from the university budget because it's funded completely by students who live on campus Mm -hmm. so The less students living on campus, the less budget they have, Um, so they don't get like grants or taxes or anything from the government to pay for stuff.
0: Gotcha. So yeah, that's kind of a a vicious cycle then. The fewer students that are on campus, the less money they have to do things.
1: Yeah, that's why they're really pushing, especially now, for students to live on campus and move back to campus with enrollment (laughs) being so down. And mm-hmm. living on campus.
0: Gotcha. And does this affect student advisors at all?
1: Not really. Um, so I asked Javen Boxel, director of Res life, about that. And so it's going to, the number will decrease, but not necessarily because student advisors are being cut or anything. Um, so it like balances out because every year there's a certain number of SAs who graduate and then there's some who. Just decide they don't want to do it again next year mm-hmm. so Ben Boxwell said that the way it looks now nobody who is qualified and wants to come back for student advising next year will be unable to gotcha. so the number will decrease but only not due to the, the closures or anything really
0: gotcha and so does that keep the proportion of residents to essays pretty much the same?
1: Mm-hmm. yeah uh, I don't remember he said a number, but I don't remember the exact number. But yeah, the, the proportion to student advisor to students is going to stay exactly the same.
0: Gotcha. Will this affect r- the room selection process at all that students are going through?
1: Um, I mean, yes, but not really majorly. Like the process will be the same. Just your choices will be limited. Mm-hmm. Um, so the process will stay exactly the same. It opens up, you can choose your room, all of that but it'll just be decreased with your selection with all the closures of floors.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Anakin. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Have a good one. Here's what else you need to know. This semester, Truman State University is looking to hire an additional staff member to coordinate logistics of the university's COVID-19 response. This staff member would find spaces to isolate students who test positive, ensure they receive meals, and conduct contact tracing and routine checkups on quarantined students. The addition of this position is just one of a few additional measures Truman is taking to combat COVID-19 this semester. The Kirksville community celebrated Martin Luther King Jr. Day with a variety of events, including a virtual celebration featuring Mayor Zach Burden, Bertha Thomas, who is the founder and chair of the Kirksville Martin Luther King Jr. Citywide Committee, and Stephanie McGrew, A.T. Still University's Diversity and Inclusion Coordinator. This year, the theme for the celebration centered around the You Belong Here Kirksville campaign that surfaced last fall. TMN movie reviewer Joey Doherty recently took a look at The Florida Project, a 2017 indie film directed by Sean Baker. In his review, Joey describes The Florida Project as a slice of life story set in the numerous dive motels surrounding Disney World. With a nuanced and thoughtful look at the lives of impoverished Americans, he writes, The film remains objective yet captivating. For these stories and more, check out tmn.truman.edu. There, you can also sign up for the Index newsletter, which comes out every Thursday morning. You should also follow along on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Truman Index. See you next week.